Go ahead and stand with us. We're going to sing together. songs together and worship a mighty king. Sing this with me. I give you glory for all you brought me through. And now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. I'm moving forward to follow Now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. Sing your presence. Your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord, like never before. Your to come the cross before me my hope all things above and in you Jesus the best city yet to come your presence is an open door 
to experience breakthrough this morning. So let's sing at the top of our lungs to an almighty king. Sing it with me. The breakthrough is coming by faith. I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now. Sing it again. I know a breakthrough is coming by faith. I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now.
Well, welcome to 514 Church. Just pumped to be here. I'll tell you what, man, I'm pumped that you're here. Uh, it's going to be a crazy sweet day. Um, if you're new, you picked a super cool day to come and hang out. Uh, and if you're watching online, love you guys. We're so glad you are a part of this right here with us. Uh, raise your hands. Who's ever been to one of our expressing nights of worship before? Okay, cool, cool. So we, we wanted to try something really cool today and kind of bring one of those to Sunday morning. So it'll be like kind of different today, especially if you're newer coming to church. Um, we're going to sing a bunch of songs together, which we're pretty jacked up about. We're going to take communion together. Um, this morning, uh, two girls got baptized, which was super cool. So we'll watch that video and, and, and listen to their story and, and kind of celebrate again with them. We'll hear from Carmen. We'll hear from John. Um, I'm just, in general, really excited about this. So, you know, we've already started worshiping a little bit, but before we, you know, continue to dive back in, um, I just want to remind us for a second, you know, here at 514, we believe that worship is this really beautiful thing where we express how much we love God because of how much he loves us. So it's kind of this like back and forth thing. So the more we understand God's love for us, the more we can respond to that and the more we can love him back, the more we can sing and, and you know, kind of with our hearts, say, I, I love you, I want to live for you, I want to honor you things like that you hear us talk about when we talk about worship. So I want to take a minute and read uh, 10 verses from Ephesians 2 that kind of set the stage a little bit for really focusing in on who God is and what that love is. You know, sometimes it's hard to worship if maybe it's not clear or maybe you're just not thinking about it, not focused on what it really is. So I want to just kind of take a minute and, and go there together before we sing the song Living Hope. You know, living hope. Jesus is our living hope. What does that mean? What is that? So let's read this together, and uh, it'll kind of set the stage for us. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> I'm reading the wrong version. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, here we go. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world, and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. So we're kind of setting the stage here. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time. We all used to be like that, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But this is huge. This is like the biggest but in the whole Bible, okay? But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. I love that. It is by grace that you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace. Basically just showing how good he is expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. So it's not by works that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork. He made us, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I love that so much. Let's, let's take a minute. Let's just pray together for a second before we dive into this song and sing about who our living hope is. Christ, every day our living hope. Let's pray. God, God, we just, we, we come to you right now. We thank you for being with us here in this room. We thank you that you are alive and present, that you're aware 
that you're here with us. And God, we just, we acknowledge and we just rest in this moment of who you are, how you love us. God, not because we deserve it, but because you are so good. You want to rescue us and redeem us. You want to be close with us. You're such a good father, God, and we love you. We just say thank you. We give thanks for how good you are. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for what he did on the cross, that he, he bridged this gap so that we could be close with you. It's such a beautiful story, God, and we just believe it. We come to you in this moment and we say that you are good, you are beautiful, you're worthy, you're perfect and holy. We thank you for being our living hope. We want to believe that today, that Christ is our hope and that every day is a new day that you meet us there, ready to love us and lead us and give us this amazing life. So God, thank you for all of that. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my 
that sealed the promise your buried body began to breathe and out of the silence the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me come on if you believe that sing this out with me it came the morning that sealed the promise your Thank you so much for the cross, for what you did, for your resurrection, for bringing us peace, for giving us grace, for loving us like no one else could. And in this season of Thanksgiving that we're in, I just want to say that I'm so thankful for, for my family, for my mom and my dad and my grandma who are here today. Thank you for their ability to put up with me when I was a punk, when I'm still a punk. I love you guys. I'm thankful for this church, for the people that I've met, for the friends that I've made. Life would be so, so much more dull without them. I'm thankful for my friends who last week declared that Jesus is now their living hope through baptism. And for my two friends this morning who got baptized. It's such an incredible thing to be able to celebrate life change, to be able to celebrate what you've done and what you are continuing to do. We'll get to do that again in two more weeks. You're amazing. You're so incredible. Thank you for being my living hope. In your name we pray. Amen.
Good morning, 514 Church. Have a seat. It's so great to see you guys. Uh, thanks for being here today. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. I stand before you as a very distraught, confused, shocked, devastated, underwhelmed Michigan fan. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I went to the game. It was, uh, it was a miserable experience, as one can imagine. And I didn't talk to my husband after the game for 15 minutes, which I know doesn't sound like much time, but for me, it was a major feat, an accomplishment. It took every ounce of will that I had to not do that. Yeah, I'm strong. If you guys want to talk about the Michigan loss, um, I have some things to say, but we don't have to do that. We're going to move on. So uh, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had a wonderful week. I hope your pants are a little tight today. Hope you ate well. Did anyone eat well? Yeah, yeah, man. Chris, you fried a turkey, I saw. Chris was frying turkeys. Um, we hope you had a lovely Thanksgiving, we really do. And, and you know, uh, it's amazing how good it feels to sit in sweatpants and not do a whole lot of anything. I hope some of you experienced that. And uh, it's also amazing to sit around a table with people that you love and value, even though they drive you crazy sometimes. And uh, just, slow down and recognize the things that, that God has given you and recognize all the stuff you have and the people you have and the relationships you have and all of these things at the end of the day are just God's abundance and his provision. And to just say them out loud, right? It's becoming one of my favorite holidays because I, uh, I go nonstop as one could imagine. And then Thanksgiving, it just forces me to sit and it just forces me to look at my life and uh, to, to be thankful. And I'm so amazed at what just one day of gratitude has done for me this week. It's an amazing thing to slow down and to recognize what God has given you. And so I hope all of you had a moment of that this week. And we decided to, you know, carry on that sentiment and that heart of gratitude today. And so today is all about us coming together uh, as a church and putting all the other things aside that are about to come as we approach crazy season called Christmas and to rest in thanksgiving and to rest in uh, the person of Jesus and to recognize who he is and what he's done for us. And then to respond by worshiping him. I think that a key to, to worship is recognizing and responding appropriately. And if we were really good at recognizing, I think we would respond a lot more. But what often happens is we don't slow down enough to recognize. And then just about every other thing gets in the way and competes for our attention and our time and our adoration and our care. And at the end of the day, truly our worship. So things just get piled up, right? And today is this uh, attempt, it's this moment for all of us to kind of strip that away and go, no, we're going to focus on you, Jesus, and we're going to honor you today, Jesus, and we're going to praise you today, Jesus, because you are so deserving. You deserve today. You deserve our worship. You deserve our love. And there's something so special about recognizing the goodness of God and then saying, thank you and worshiping him. The scriptures talk about how important it is to sing, to praise God with our mouths, to dance and to shout 
And so today that's what we're doing. Uh, we were created to worship. We were created. God designed us this way to be these beings that worship God and recognize and respond. One of my favorite moments that I had last Christmas season was this picture right here. Uh, I took my little sweet children to uh, Easton and we were hanging out one night and it's ironic because of what I'm about to tell you, but Easton is crazy and hustle bustle Christmas. I'm sure I had six shopping bags in my hands and they ran over to this nativity that is by the big Christmas tree at Easton and uh, they were they were so still. I, I mean, they stood there, they never stopped moving and they stood there so captivated and I became so captivated because of how captivated they were. And they just stood there in awe and wonder of what story they were, they were looking at. And it struck me because I had shopping bags and I'm sure I was just yelling at them and, and then they're in this moment being captivated by the wonder and the awe of Jesus and I thought man I need to do this more and so I want I want to do a little exercise with all of you right now I want everyone in here to just take a really deep breath go ahead one more good measure And then just quietly to yourself, I want you to uh, fill in the blank to this sentence right here. Jesus, thank you for. Jesus, thank you for. Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for being living hope. Jesus, thank you for a house that keeps me warm. Thank you for healthy children. And then I want all of us together as a body to just declare a truth about Jesus. I want you to fill in this blank and just quietly to yourself, Jesus, you are. Jesus, you are my provider. Jesus, you are constant. Jesus, you are grace giving. Jesus, you are with me. We had a beautiful moment last service where two twin sisters, uh, Haley and Sammy, they decided to recognize the goodness of Jesus and who he is in their lives. And they have a relationship with him and they responded. They took a step of uh, faith in their journey and, and they decided to get baptized, which is just this beautiful declaration, this public confession, this outward expression of this decision that they've made. And it was special, it was special. And so in just a moment, you guys are gonna, uh, you're gonna see their baptism story and then you're gonna watch what we witnessed live last service. And uh, one of the, the girls' name is Sammy. She's so sweet. She um, is, uh, she loves to worship Jesus. I have been captivated many times by just simply watching Sammy worship Jesus and so it was an honor it's an honor to be a part of their story and that's what we got to do today and before you see that video uh, we're going to sing a song that declares who Jesus is it declares how worthy he is of praise and I love it it describes uh, names of Jesus how he is the author how he's our redeemer how he is our refuge how he is our saving grace and so stand on up. We're going to sing the song. And before that, 
I'm going to read to you guys a passage out of 1 Chronicles. This passage to me uh, is boldly declaring truths that I think we need to be boldly declaring today as well. It says, all you people of the earth sing to the Lord. Day after day, tell about how he saves us. Tell the nations about his glory. Tell all people about the wonderful things he has done. The Lord is great. He is really worthy of praise. People should have respect for him as the greatest God of all. All the gods of the nations are like their statues. They can't do anything, but the Lord made the heavens. Glory and majesty are all around him. Strength and joy are in the place where he lives. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise the Lord for his glory and strength. Praise the Lord for the glory that belongs to him.
tell him we recognize who he is this morning. Tell him exactly what he is to us.
I started coming to 514 because I was invited by a friend. Uh, when I started coming around, I really loved the environment and the music. The music was different than the older church that I went to. The messages were way more personal and real and current. I was looking for a place that I could call home and somewhere where I could connect and talk about what I, how I felt openly and freely. Well, I like grew up in church, so like it was always like a construct that like, I had in my mind. Like, I always like knew, like I was constantly told that like, he died for me, but I like believed it during passion camp when like everything kind of just like went together. I was like, okay, like this is actually like real. I felt God speaking to me and at first I didn't realize that's what it was. And then once I did, I was like, okay, like I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna trust in you and I'm gonna put everything I have into you. I wanna get baptized because I wanna show everyone that I trust in the Lord and that he loves me. What's your name? Samantha. Samantha, how old are you? 17. You're 17. What church do you go to? What do you like to do at church? What do you like about singing? What a beautiful name it is. Mm -hmm. Is that your favorite song? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you love Jesus? Yeah. Does Jesus love you? He's your father? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How much does he love you? A lot. A lot? Can you show me? <laughs> Good job. So do you sing to Jesus? What did Jesus do? Did Jesus die for you? Yeah, is he's in your heart? Yeah. yeah. Sammy, why do you want to be baptized? Because Jesus loves me. Because Jesus loves you. And do you want to show people that you love Jesus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hidden glory 
you know, there's a really important part of the biblical story where the people of God, who is the nation of Israel, they're gathered at the bottom of a mountain called Sinai. And God is making a promise to them. And he's asking for a promise back to him. And what he says to them is, uh, you will be my holy nation of people. And what that means is that you will worship no other gods. What that means is that you will live as distinct and unique and set apart. And in return, you will be my people. And through you, I will bless the whole world. Through you as my people, the whole world will be blessed. The whole thing will be redeemed. The whole thing will be set back to rights. And they make the promise. And then God makes the promise. And then their leader, Moses, goes up to the top of Mount Sinai to receive the final instructions on what it looks like to live as God's holy people. And while he's up there, the people decide that he's taking too long. And so they melt down all of the gold and all of the jewelry that they have, and they create a statue, an idol, a golden calf, and they begin to worship it. The very thing that they just promised God they would not do. The very thing that you and I do in our daily lives in much more subtle ways. All these things that actually run our lives, all these things that we actually worship in our day to day, right? It's this symbolic moment of what we all struggle with. And when Moses comes back down the mountain, he sees what they've done and he remembers the promise that they just made to God. In like a fit of anger, he smashes the golden statue into dust, into powder, and he sprinkles it in their water and he makes them drink it. It's a weird story, right? He makes them drink it. He makes them swallow it, ingest it. And so it goes down into their bodies and becomes a part of them. I think that perhaps the symbolism behind this is that whatever it is inside of us that makes us do this, whatever it is that pushes us to worship these other things, whatever it is that pushes us to give our allegiance and our powers away to created things in this world, to idols, whatever that is, it's deep inside of us. It's in our guts. It's in our being. It's who we are. It's become an actual part of who we are physically. And so this thing that we need rescued from is actually a part of our being, who we are. And so as Christians, we believe that Jesus Christ shows up to rescue us from that very thing, to confront these things that are inside of us. And, and we believe that he broke his body and spilled his blood on the cross in this final confrontation. And we believe that he won this confrontation upon his resurrection. And that's the gospel. That all of these things we need rescued from, all of these things, no matter how deep they are in our life, Jesus came and what he did on the cross by breaking his body and by spilling his blood actually saves us and heals us and redeems us from these very things that are so deep inside of us, they've become a part of who we are, the gold that we all drink, like the Israelites. And what's interesting is that before Jesus goes to the cross to have this confrontation, he eats a meal with his disciples, the people through whom this message would spread. And he tells them, he says, take this bread as if it is my body that I'm about to break for you and eat it, swallow it, ingest it, let it become a part of you. Take this wine as if it's my blood that I'm about to spill from you and drink it, swallow it. Let it become a part of your being. And there's a lot of symbolism behind this, but I think perhaps what he's doing is he's alluding to this story of when they drank the
the idol, the golden calf, when they drank the very thing that they given their allegiance away, when they drank the very thing that, that is what God came to rescue us from. And so they ate that, they swallowed, it became a part of them. And Jesus says, I'm about to go die. Take this bread that symbolizes that. Take this wine that symbolizes that and eat it and drink it in the exact same way. I think that maybe what he's saying is that no matter how deep these things are in your life, no matter how difficult it seems that these behaviors or, or these actions or these feelings or these thoughts, no matter how entrenched it seems to be in you, they cannot run away from the power of what Jesus did on the cross. They cannot defeat the power of the resurrection. You see, the cross goes to all of these places and spaces that are in you, all the deepest parts of your soul and your heart, and it's here to actually heal us, to actually redeem us, to actually save us. And so we eat the bread and we drink the wine because we know that in real time, in flesh and blood, God came here to save us and to heal us in flesh and in blood. So what I want you guys to do is stand up here. I want you guys to stand up. And as the band plays, um, they're going to play uh, a song here. And we have uh, communion stations all around. There's gluten-free at every station. Um, and I want you guys to go, and I want you to approach the bread and approach the wine with expectancy, with excitement, wondering what part of your life is Jesus going to transform next? What part of your life that seems to not yet be touched by the healing power of God is Jesus going to move into next and heal and redeem and save. And so here we go. You guys can go ahead and make your way over to these tables.
been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. You have been so, so kind.
guys can go ahead and have a seat real quick. Um, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for worshiping with us. This was a really special day. Uh, this has been a really special last couple weeks with baptism and communion. And as we move into the Christmas season, you know, one of the reasons that we want to highlight these things is because the Christmas season is actually a celebration of the fact that our God became flesh and blood. He became us in order to save us. And so we do physical symbols like baptism and communion to remember that and to show that. And then we celebrate Christmas, which is the birth story, the actual incarnation when God really became flesh and blood in the person of Jesus. And so we're really excited to go through this month of December and continue to celebrate that. Next week, we have a series that starts called Christmas Characters. And so in this same vein, this is going to be fun. Um, in the same vein, we're going to celebrate the real characters of the Christmas story. If you ever read Luke chapters 1 and chapter 2, the Christmas story, um, the birth narrative, 
We're going to look at different characters in that story, and we're going to talk about who these real people were, why they were doing the things they were doing, and what God was up to through them. And that's going to be really exciting. And then, of course, our Christmas Eve services, December 23rd and December 24th, 4 p.m. and 6 p.m., both nights. Uh, child care is available at every single service. And so um, this is a moment that we have as a community to invite people to something that they're expecting to be invited to. It's Christmas time. You know, people go to church at Christmas even if they don't go to church consistently. And so if 514 Church has made an impact in your life, um, we usually have one of our most fun services of the whole year at Christmas. And so be bold, be brave, go out there and ask people if they have a church to go to on Christmas Eve and, and bring them here so that we can all celebrate together. Thank you guys again uh, for being here and we'll see you guys next week, all right?